the work and I'll just never complain, forget right? sitting yeah. at yeah. dinner with Adrian. I might have talked about this before, but sitting at dinner with my son, and he looked at me, and he's like, they've gotten pretty good. The, the weekly tap class <laughs> yeah. that was going on, and yeah. we had, like, li- listened to them improve. You're like, everyone's time step is together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. We're mad excited to have our resident intuitive and tarot card reader, Marcy Courier, in the hizzy today. Yay. Welcome yes. back. Welcome, Marcy. What's going on? It's always great to be here, you Yay. guys. We love having you. Um, what is going on? I, everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there's so much, uh, like, there was kind of like a pall over everybody, but and now I think that people are ready to, like, move on mm-hmm. and just do Weimar Republic-style shit. Right. Like, things are chaotic, but people are like, okay, whatever. I think everyone is so fatigued yeah. of the chaos. They, It's it's too much. It was too much chaos. Yeah. It's yeah. too much upheaval. It's, it's now time for, like, some really good drag shows or, you know, like, whatever it is that well, it is, is exciting. Well, it is season. You know? It's Leo season. So what's yeah? What's, what's Leo season? Fifth house, playfulness, um, and then Leo's the lion. If you think about the big mean okay. showing off, um, politics is or not politics like the bullshit of our country, but the being being good at politics. Think Leo's the king, right? Okay. So being able to kind of like vie for space appropriately. So we're all and we're all just feeling a little extra, feeling a little better, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Are they, like, charismatic? Yes. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, you just got to make a change. Yeah. Right? So I feel like people are... I think some really interesting things are going to start happening, I feel like, in the arts. Because people can't take it anymore. And we need spectacle. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, what do you think about the idea that a creative person needs to have parameters in order to create? And they need structure in order to create? Because once they're pressed and giving these... um, Giving these boundaries, they try to. I think that's past true, them. but I think when it like when it's taken to the extreme of like I need to be depressed, you know, to write my best material, or I need to drink all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that that's where it gets taken okay. too far. Like it's possible to create when you're good, too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I know I mean, what you're saying, but I think I and uh, probably a lot of people. My creative stuff for such a long time came from dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you move into the creating stuff when you're positive, you're like, what's that stuff going to look like? And I think part of the, the issue is that we don't give ourselves permission to just be creative. So it becomes this thing that we can pull out at, as a, at a last resort. Mm-hmm. And so then we end up manifesting negative scenarios for ourselves so that we have an excuse to yes, be creative. to be creative. So I can actually, so, you know, one of the things that's going on in my life is I'm leaving Omega. And what yeah. I did to myself, like, I didn't, it was never something that I was open to considering. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So what I did was I had to get to a point where I was so unhappy that I would finally consider it. Oh. And instead of just kind right, of leaving. Instead yeah. of doing it on your own, on your own terms. Right. Setting, setting these, letting it get that far. And yeah. just saying I've done what I need to do. And yeah. Or just want. feeling, you know, what I want. And, you know, um, like Abraham and Esther Hicks, the law of attraction, if anybody's heard of that, they describe that as contrast, that when it's time to grow and expand, we'll experience contrast because there's a vibrational difference between where we're headed and what we want and what we have. Does that make sense? So it's like, this job sucks, I need to move on. And 
the, the longer we take to acknowledge that contrast, the worse the contrast gets. Okay. So, oh. that's so you're, like, you're like letting it go yeah. on. I'm sure you've seen people where you're like, they need to quit their job and they stay and stay and stay till they're fired. Yeah, like everybody yeah. who has a job. That yeah, happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. That happens. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and so like the what we could equate that to in the tarot is the tower card. Okay. Which is the, the structure that, that, that can no longer hold will eventually be destroyed. But if we stopped trying to force that structure to stick around... We wouldn't have to. It wouldn't have to be so dramatically um, upheaved. So okay. not that there is, because I know a little bit about tarot, but not enough to know. So what would kind of be a card in opposition to the tower card? Not necessarily in opposition, but maybe more preferable okay. <clears throat> would be. Um, let's see. We could look at the lovers, which is actually the lovers are depicted on the tarot. The tower card. You can really? kind of okay. see them. So in the card number six in the major arcana is the lover's card. And it's the it's depicted as there's a man and there's a woman on the card. Um, and it you kind of go like, oh, this looks a little bit like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. You know, like there's mm-hmm. this, some decks will really kind of allude to that. Mm-hmm. And it's about the meeting of your inner and your outer world. It's about the connection between the masculine and feminine, the yin and the yang. Um, and people get excited when they see the lover's card. They're like, ooh. And all it really means is choice and decision. And fundamentally, it's about making choices and decisions that come from internal. Like, it's where our art comes from, right? Okay. Like, I have a vision. I want to make it happen. And so when we're, like, living our life as art. And sometimes you will see... No, that card is not always called. Sometimes. I think there's a deck or two in which that's, like, an art card. Um, but the tower is when we've kind of handed off our own power and are, like, no longer operating from that place of, like, our own interest and will and desire and sort of the entropy of the universe has yeah. taken over and then you come crashing down. That's um, interesting. But if you... And, you, and it's, I mean, that sort of upheaval is inevitable no matter what, but it's a lot more um, palatable. When you're, like, rolling with it. You know okay. what I mean? Like, the difference between I'm really comfortable and secure in my job, but something feels like I need to move versus I'm really comfortable and secure in my job and, oh, my gosh, I just got fired out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> Which sometimes can be a perk. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I never sense. thought about that. Yeah, staying in something until you... Are for like you feel like you mm-hmm. are forced to go, rather and then than that's your reason. Rather than being like, okay, I'm gonna make a conscious decision to yeah. like move mm-hmm. on. Yeah, like rather than using your own agency. Mm-hmm. So how could <clears throat> some like can we do like a reading of some kind based on this? What would be sure. a good question for that? Okay. Um, I, I mean, I guess I'll ask the question. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead and ask. Um, so how can I be um, more attuned to? seeing when it's time to exit a project. It makes me think of something I heard on Oprah, and I don't know if Oprah said this or if she heard it from, like, Maya Angelou or something, okay. but it was the idea that, like, <laughs> Is first... Is Oprah still on? Oprah's still on, I have right? no idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think so. I mean... I know she has a network. She's reference. obviously immortal. Like, yeah, yeah, clearly. She's, she's doing something. She's doing something. But I heard this in... Oprah's always there. 
This had to be in 1997 was when, like, this first, this idea, okay. like, first came to me. Vintage Oprah um, people. Yeah. But it was, maybe Classic it's a Yama. Oprah. Yama might have said this. That woman, I can't, there's something about her. She reminds me of somebody mm-hmm. from my childhood, and I can't even deal Some, with her. Some, like, auntie or something? Yeah, somebody. Yeah. She's a lot. I, I've met her. Is she? A, she's a big personality. Who is it? I missed her. The woman Yama was like, Van Zandt. fix my life. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Um... I can't remember her books right now. Is she a psychotherapist? A psychologist? She's a therapist? A therapist. I don't she's a therapist think she's though. any of those. She's, she's just telling you she's yeah, a she's a self-help how person. it happens. Okay. Right. Um, she has a book called In the Meantime. And like her work is amazing. She's really like she's super tuned in. When um, the first time I saw her was in like 2000, maybe five or two, was whatever, a while back. And I watched her, like, get an intuitive hit for someone in her audience, and I was like... Is she an intuitive? She does, like, she She gets messages. Yeah. 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 Um, She does the work. But, like, I watched her, and I was like, oh, that's... I know what that feels like. You know what I mean? Like, I watched her do it, and I was like, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. so she's, like, super dialed in. Um... Anyway, where were we going? With oh, I was saying like, what, how will I was. be able and to? I think you know. I think it's her that maybe said this. I want to just give credit where credit's due. Okay. But the idea is first you get a whisper, then you you know then it kind of gets louder and louder from there. You know what I mean? And if, and like our job is to listen listen to the whisper before it becomes a slap in the face. Yes. Oh, like, that's what yeah. I'm interested in avoiding. You know, it's like the slap in the face. Yeah, I mean, like I there was something where. Like, I had, uh, when I was kind of first being introduced to this whole scene, like, mm-hmm. this whole world, um, there was a, um, first there was, like, a building that I was like, I feel like I need to look at that building. And I looked, and then it was some kind of healing method that I'd never heard of, and I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And then I came across, like, a reference to that same healing method in another book I was reading. And then a stack of books that I'd never ordered, like, came in the mail, and one of them was on this healing modality. Oh my god! And so I was like, you know what? If I don't, if I don't, yeah, pay stop attention, trying to ignore it. Like the bookshelf will fall on my head. Yeah, you know. Um, and so that's the idea. Is like if we can um, listen to the whispers. Like we all know, everybody knows what feels right and doesn't feel right to them. Yeah. Not very few people listen. Well, we're very good knows. at like sometimes when you have a feeling. It's just like in films mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, I think there's something behind that tree. Right. But then they immediately ignore that extremely strong feeling and yeah. then they go behind the tree and, you know. Or you're so used to living with, like, oppression and, you know, enduring, enduring the hardship, enduring it. You just, just getting it. it through. That I think it says a lot about how much community means to us because we, like, we all want connection. We all want something, you know, because mm-hmm. we basically allow the rules of society to kind of supersede our own senses, feelings, and knowings. Mm-hmm. Most of the, I mean, that's what I encounter yeah. most of the time. And there's on. so many rules, and they're changing all the time, mm-hmm. but, and very few of them are helpful. I agree. So, all right, so all let's right. see what the cards so, have to say. So if we were to, can you restate the question? Um, how can I become more attuned to when it's time to move on? And is this for you specifically? Yeah, sure, it's for me. These cards are really beautiful. And Marcy is so, um, has such an elan when she, with the way she turns the cards. It's classy. (laughs) I wish you could see it, listeners, but it was like this. Maybe you could hear it. Elegant, like, 
splitting of the deck. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've probably done it a million times, right? 20 years in business? Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. Turning cards? I would hope yeah. so, yeah. It's, it's, I, I wish I had counted them. You could probably figure it out. I'm on, like, a count. Oh, you know what? The moon's in Virgo. Um, so Virgo, if you ever meet, like, a perfectionist, okay. that's, like, that's Virgo energy. Um, Virgo's the virgin, like, and everything gets, like, really precise and counted and organized. Um, but I'd, like, you've just cleared something up for me, or, well, we've, I've just cleared something up for me. Because this morning I had to clean the cat litter pans, and I found, I timed myself, 11 minutes, four pans in 11 minutes. I mean, I didn't scrub each one. This was, like, the quick, get this yeah, out yeah, and yeah. get a new one in. And then, you know, you put those things off because it feels like it's going to take half the day. And also it sucks when yeah. I have yeah. to watch people's cats. It's like, really? Yeah, but 11 minutes. All right. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, I'll put away the dishes. Three minutes. And I no longer have any excuses for putting off those stupid chores that I hate. Because they only it's take true. a few minutes. It's yeah. true. If you start timing yourselves with the tasks that you put off, you realize just how yeah. much. I think that's a maturity you know, yeah. thing. Because as I get older, a lot of little things like that, like dishes, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do the dishes. And I'm like, wait, it's going to take like a commercial break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I worried about? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, okay, back to your question. The What I've done is I've put out four cards um, that represent kind of signs you can look for. Okay. Um Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So, like, kind of cues that you might have. And then kind of an overall card. Okay. So, how do you get in better attunement with what, you know, what... How did you say it again? I'm sorry. Um, how do I become more attuned to knowing earlier when it's time to move on? Okay. From yeah. The card that comes right. up for you overall is the Ace of Swords. You absolutely know. You okay. just, you you fucking know. <laughs> you know, Jermaine. I mean, I know, you know but know. I'm not acting. And yeah. so, you know. like, that's the first thing is... You like it's so super clear to you that it, you can't avoid it. You, okay. you, you just already know. No turning mm-hmm. back. Um, and so the on like a spiritual level, a lot of times, basically, it's time to move on because you feel like the work I've I've done, the work I came to do is done. And then you'll and emotionally, you're gonna feel like, why am I wasting my fucking time over here? And it sounds like based on how I'm saying it, my guess is that you beget, you kind of get anxious and irritated. Because, like, as I'm tuning in, like, there's this kind of, like, eh, like, yeah. angsty feeling that goes on. Um, the big thing is that your relationships start to suffer. Oh. Like, like because you are feeling... <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, because you start feeling, you know, kind of emotionally stuck. Um, and so the cards, spiritually, Knight of Pentacles, I have other work to do. Like, you'll feel a pull to get other things done. And you might not have words for it, you might not be able to describe it, but there will be this sense of, like... You want to feel productive, and you'll realize that you're not. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, like the once that kind of awareness comes in, emotionally, you're just going to feel blech. The nine of wands reversed is like when we feel stuck, when we feel like we're wasting our time, um, it can feel kind of bored. You know, it can feel like, you know what, I'm not going to do any of this. It, you know, like when we find ourselves disengaging um, or... Like, overthinking things that don't need to be thought about. You know, when your mind just keeps wandering, and you're like, what am I even... Who even cares? That sort of thing. You start digging up stuff. Um, and then two of cups reverse on the mental level. You'll start to feel like you don't like people. Wow, that's nothing new. <laughs> but, like, really don't. Like you'll, like, you'll start to feel like you don't like the people that you do like. Okay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, There's nobody left. <laughs> like, I'm a clean house kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... It might also feel like there's just nowhere that you fit, you know, like 
all of that. Um, and then overall, the hanged man reversed on the material level, you're just going to feel stuck and stunted and stifled and, like, there's nothing I can do here. You know, like, does it's, that make sense? It's like it's Same time no to options. Those are all the little signs. It's time to go. So how do you be more proactive when that's happening? Yes. Remember, think of it in terms of owing the world something. Like, instead of thinking of it as your own sort of grandiose ideas about who you are, which is never going to be enough motivation for you, Mm -hmm. think of it as, I have these gifts and these skills, and I'm, like, they're going to waste here. They belong somewhere else. Let's go put them where they belong. Like, like basically, think of the people who are not benefiting from you being around. Mm -hmm. So, like, stop hoarding. Basically, yes. Just yeah. What is it that you're really supposed yeah. to be doing? Be yeah. And just be like, you know, and do it, and forget yeah. about what you, the, your preconceived notions of what you, what you are, and what you're, what you think you want to do. Yeah. And then say, let's wipe this slate clean and mm-hmm. just really listen. And I feel like this is like it's really specific to you, Jaquetta, but it also feels pretty applicable <clears throat> to you know to people. This is what happens. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're all here as creative beings to create and when it starts feeling like we're just twiddling our thumbs or the creations we make are not interesting to us it's time to evolve yeah Yeah, cool thank you very much that was very interesting and i think yeah that's uh, for a lot of people who are being are creative but also you know this issue that you brought up earlier people being stuck in jobs Mm -hmm. that they're not like getting being busy and staying in that place and not wanting to and here's what the cards say about that we get the emperor reverse and the three of cups reverse which is basically we have put security over our sense of joy Mm -hmm. and we forget that like we want security because it feels good but if we have security and it doesn't feel good it's no longer serving a purpose no I like that It feels a lot like the analogy that comes in is sort of like hoarding food until it becomes inedible. And it's like, you know, okay, you've got all that food, but you can't eat it anyway. You know, it's not going to taste good and it's not going to do any of the thing, you know, any of what That's interesting to me, because I know several people who that is kind of one of the things that they do, that they have issues around food insecurity. Mm -hmm. Always having food, but I'm like, you're not even eating that. It's going to go bad, but they need to to have it. And instead of like making a salad or sharing it, it just kind of sits there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great analogy. That's really interesting. Alan Watts is my favorite on that. He has a great YouTube video called, What If Money Were No Object? Everybody should search it right now and watch it. Well, money is nothing. But so he talks about right, right? Yeah, he talks about how basically like we try to pick a career that makes sense and then we have all we have this career that we're that doesn't bring us any joy instead of doing the thing that we love. And and then the other thing is just kind of remembering the metaphysical principle that like as you align with what feels good to you, there like money will start to flow and things will come in, you know. So who is Alan is Alan Watts also? Alan Watts a is like reader? a 90s no, he okay. is a dead guy. He oh, okay, is, but he's, he's sorry. His work is still available. Yeah. He's a available. Western Buddhist. Okay, um, who like was really popular in the 1960s. I think he's British. Okay, um, he's great to listen to. Like he just has a beautiful voice, and he's clever and funny, and um, really on point. So his work is available on YouTube. Oh yeah, so. he has a book called uh, Psychology East and West, mm-hmm. um, and he has a you know a lot of videos and talks, and he's just yeah. He's so on point because he has a way of stating it where you're like well yeah obviously 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. really nice to listen to because there's that feeling of like, wait, I knew this. I always find YouTube amazing of what's on there. I found some master classes with Uta Hagen. Oh, no kidding. Uta Hagen, Uta Hagen is, is like the grand dame of like, you know, acting techniques. Yeah. Oh, okay. She but, was the one that founded HB Studios along with, um, I forget his name, another actor. And it was kind of like, a, that was like a big draw in the... In the 80s and 90s, yeah. for actors, you would go to HB Studios in New York, and they had affordable classes and were quality classes. I took classes And in there. one of the videos is, like, I believe it was, like, a young Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, neat. In one of the masks. Yeah. So it's, like, a lot of the people who we see now who are great, recognized as good performers came through that program. Mm-hmm. But it right. was just weird that that's, as I've always read the books, it's kind of like what this guy is saying, he's yeah. gone, yeah. but the work is still right on YouTube. Yeah, obviously Uta Hagen wasn't like, I'm putting this on my YouTube channel. Right? Yeah. That, but someone else was nice enough to upload the stuff. Do you know all of Bob Ross's shows are on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. they're all available. The Golden Girls... Murder, She Wrote. I've been, like, kind of revisiting my childhood. Oh, no kidding. I, the, the Bob Ross. Also, I think Bob Ross now is available on uh, Netflix. Oh, cool. People yeah. are gravitating to Bob Ross. Be, for we the, need for, Bob Ross. For, like, that calming, <laughs> centering vibe that he has. It challenges me because, for me, like, I've always genuinely and sincerely, like, tuned into Bob Ross as a spiritual teacher. Like, for me. And so when people kind of make jokes or memes out of him, it's annoying to me. You I know mean, what I mean? I, it's like, I watched him a lot. Like, yeah. As like, a kid, him alone. I watched Bob Ross for the therapeutic qualities of it, not even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I always like to do painting and drawing, but I have to say, as much as I love Bob Ross and love the show, the, I didn't like any of the paintings, right. but I didn't care right. because of his manner. And I remember just, you know, sitting at home, my mom's doing, I'm a single mom, so she's like doing something, relaxing, mm-hmm. you know, trying <laughs> to enjoy herself. And then Bob Ross is on it, and I'm just, I just remember thinking like, this is, this guy's all right, like, mm-hmm. I hope I can meet this guy. You know what I mean? When you're a kid, you're like, maybe I'll see Bob Ross someday. And sometimes he would bring, like, his pet squirrel. Yes. Yeah. His pocket squirrel. His pocket squirrel. Yeah. And but I was watching it and they would cut so awkwardly to the pocket squirrel. It was like a whole other reel. It's like, here he (laughs) is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need we need Bob Ross. Now no one is really fulfilling that kind of Mr. Rogers, Bob Rossian like space. Is there anybody? That there's think. nobody really. There's so much fragmentation. Even if there were people doing that, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I mean, we all saw Bob Ross. Right. Nobody yeah. else was doing that. Yeah. Right. You know. I was watching a little bit um, of Marianne Williamson uh, talking about she was at, at the on the Democratic debate. Okay, I don't know who that is. She's oh. a spiritual teacher who's running for president. I have because yeah. I have been shunning all news for the past couple of months. Yeah, Which is she, why I'm in such a good mood. Yeah, she's she, really, really sweet. Yeah, I met her. You met her before. So yeah. she's a spirit. She's a spiritual leader. She's yeah, a spiritual teacher. And she's running on the Democratic yeah. ticket. Okay. And she's written some books that were very popular. And she was also speaking a lot in New York. And I was like, oh, I want to. This is before she was running. I'm like, oh, I'd love to hear her live, mm-hmm. and listen to her speak. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Unfortunately, are people didn't into get the her? Chance. People, well, they everyone, some people are billing her as like kooky and weird, but then they're like, wait a minute, she has she some must really be good ideas. Some, yeah, she must be bringing some ideas, because which she's, is the point. She's, she's the originator about, of that quote, um, it is not our darkness that we're afraid of, but our light, you know that quote? I've never heard of this Like our, our greatest yeah. fear is not that we are inadequate, it is that we are capable our, beyond measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. It's a quote that people, it's been attributed to Nelson Mandela, but it was actually her. 
that that came up with it. And so she's she's like a pretty well known. She's been around for a while. Yeah. Okay. She ran or she was like trying to get on the ticket last election. Okay. So she's I'm excited that all of these people are getting their voices out there. Why not? She's talking about, like, she's uh, speaking in terms of spirituality and, like, there's a dark force that's out there. We, the only way to combat it with, is with love light. and light. And, okay. and she's speaking in that realm. And some people are did like, she, ha-ha. Did but she then say they're love like, and light? Well, I'm because Someone just texted that to me the other day, <laughs> love and light, and I didn't know what they were referring to. Oh. So it's this woman. I need to look into this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Quite that's the kind of thing she's saying. Uh, she's like, this is, it's not necessarily the problem of just politics and businesses. Usual, it's larger it's than that. It's larger than that. And she's like, I am the one that can help the soul bring of a people the light yeah. back. She's like, I know how to do it. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know what? Then I think, and people are listening. Yeah. And, well, okay. Good for her. All right. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're do it now, your new venture? You yeah, alluded so, to it before. Yeah. So I recently opened Marcy up on the move. a new space. It's called the Lily Pad. And it is, number one, it's, you know, it is a place where I can offer in-person readings. My business is mostly over the phone. I like it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think people get better readings over the phone. Really? Um, be- yes. Because um, I think particularly with me, um, I tend to see like right into and under and deep in like people feel very exposed they can mm-hmm. feel very yeah marcy goes right in people. yes marcy and, does not mess around yeah <laughs> and so which is good for your clients because yeah. you know um but i think like i had a client who she was like oh my god i'm so glad i'm just in my apartment because i wouldn't want to have to go like get on a subway right now and yeah or like navigate union square or whatever you know mm-hmm. what i mean after like, hearing this after and, yeah. like after having all cuz you know from when with my work it's a lot more than just me talking at you mm-hmm. it's much more um like let's connect let's move energy let's see what's really going on let's look at you in a different way than you always are looking at yourself you know mm-hmm. I like the idea, though, that you don't need physical proximity to do what you do. I really don't. And in fact, like, what happens is, in physical proximity, there's a lot more information that, te- I mean, it doesn't stop me from doing a good reading, but I have to wade through a lot more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm dealing a lot more with, like, what you ate for lunch, and the people that you just bumped into that are getting on your nerves, and um, what else, like, just, and, and then also, like, your facial expressions and your body language. My own personal desire not to be super in a room with someone. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so those are all things that I'm like, kind of wading through to get to the reading. We're on okay. the phone. We're just super right, right into it. Yeah. That's what does it feel like for you when you're reading over the phone? Is it is it kind of just like the information just kind of trickles in, or not even? It's more like there's. So what I'll do is I will. Um, we get on the phone, there's usually a tiny bit of, like, chit-chat, whatever. Have you ever met this person face-to-face before? Sometimes I have and sometimes okay. I haven't. Okay. Um, I, I like having met a person just so that they feel more comfortable. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes, I like, if I'm going to be dealing with someone on the phone or internet, mm-hmm. it's nice to have at least one face-to-face as yeah. the initial. And then it's like, okay, now I know who you are. Yeah. You know, um, moving on. Like, for me, I don't, it doesn't make really that much difference. But because I'm so sensitive to other people... Um, I, I like when they feel comfortable. Um, and I like having a sense of like, you know, what do you want? <laughs> what do you yeah. want from this? Um, but so what we'll do is like, we have a little chit chat. I record it for people. So I turn on the recording, which 
is it always feels like okay that's when the reading has started as I like I have a third party recording thing app on my phone and I click over I click back okay we're gonna get started and I have them say their first and last name out loud three times and at the very least I mean it is it's a nice way to kind of get them to like set their intention and center and focus focus yeah. and kind of like regroup themselves and then during that time which is it's really nice because we're on the phone and normally when you're on the phone the the other person isn't expecting there to be moments when it's very quiet so while they're saying their name out loud three times that gives me some time where they're not panicking because I'm quiet to ground and to connect and to like connect oh, with them okay and so like kind of establishing my connection with them okay um and and then usually I'll immediately start getting pictures and images that I'll share with them um which I think on the phone people just seem a little bit more receptive to that cuz when when we're in person I'm suddenly just talking about images I think there I think there's a tendency to be more like well where do you see you know what are you like where are you getting this yeah. we're on the phone they're not even thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. And also, too, I imagine they're in a comfortable space. Exactly. Right? So they're, like, you know, sitting at home, relaxing, or where, wherever yeah. they they're are. They're not on defense. Yeah. You know what I'll tell you yeah. is if they're not at home, I'm hanging up the phone and we'll over-schedule. You have people that try to just quickly call you from the office? Oh, yeah. Oh. I've had people call. I had someone call me. I'm like, on the A train. Quick. Yeah. I need a mantra. That is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Real thing. Yeah. And the other one. Wow. So New York. The other They're trying to fit are, it in. Um, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I'm driving. I hope that's okay. No. No. Do you feel like you're paying attention? Number one, it's illegal. But also, what if you have something that might be disturbing to them? Yeah, and they go Either off the road. positively or negatively, yeah. yeah. Also, like, I'm so sensitive. I can tell, and I don't let people, I ask people, I don't, I don't not let people do whatever, whatever. But I ask people not to write while I'm talking, because I can tell. Because you, they're you're not recording paying it, so they don't need yeah, to. Yeah, that's why I record it. Okay. Because they're, you know, they go into a totally different mode. Like, as soon as they start going, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I can a lot of times literally see it. I'm like, you're using a yellow legal pad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put it down. Uh-huh. Put it away, yeah. Um, or, I'm, like, I'll be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Nothing. Because yeah. the other thing is they you're would. Like type yeah. They'd be dramatically upset to think I was doing something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. It wouldn't right. be okay for me to they're be like, You're like, uh, you know, doing some dishes on the side there. Also, reading. <laughs> not that I haven't been tempted. Uh, um, you do, doing your toes, yeah. painting your nails. <laughs> yes. Guess what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Although, you know, one time I had a friend in the car with me, and we did kind of like a spontaneous uh, shamanic healing came in, and she told me later that I had closed my eyes while I was driving. See? It's dangerous for the <laughs> yeah. reader. She as was well like, I realize the, I really trust you because you reading. had your eyes closed. Wow. Oh, for a second. Um, but yeah, so I've, and I've had people just be like, oh, I'm just out. Well, no, no, you're yeah. not. No. Walking around with a coffee in their hand. Right? Everything is getting that way now. And mm-hmm. to think that people won't even take the time to get a personal service yeah. that they, they want. Yeah. So I get it if you're multitasking for it's like, you know, you're talking to people, you're getting something done. But this is something that they want that's important mm-hmm. for them, and they still can't take the time. Yeah. And that's 45 the thing that I always say, mm-hmm. is like, it's for you. Like, yeah. Just pull over. <laughs> stop. Be comfortable. <laughs> take off your shoes if you yeah. need to. You know what I mean? Like, just show up. Because it has, I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. 
I'm not invested in your reading. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is for this you. Is for you. I do yeah. dozens of reading in, readings in a single week. Pe- and like, yes, I care about my clients and I want them sure. to do well and I want all humans to be happy. But as far as doing all of the work for them, no. Nope. That's a great way to get burned out. And I'm not. So bad. how is the the work that you're going to be doing at the lily pad different from what you've been doing? So before? I'm really not planning on doing very many um, in-person readings. Like, it's it's not really, I'm not really planning to do a lot of readings out of there. Okay. Um, what I'm excited about is putting up my friend's or other people's artwork. Okay. Um, it's not a very big space. It's about 500 square feet. Um, but a couple beautiful paintings where we can kind of show things off. I'm excited to t- to sell tarot card decks and esen- eventually uh, crystals or whatever else. <laughs> oh, other things. so yeah. great. It's going to be like a, a retail shop in a way. A little bit, yep. yeah. Um, I'm excited to host classes and workshops and meet up. Yeah, groups. I was going to say, are you going to be doing classes? That yeah. would be interesting. Actually, so um, I don't know when this will air, but September 22nd, we're doing an intuitive writing class. My friend August is a what is that? facilitator. Um, I haven't done it with him, but... Um, it looks like you, you kind of like drop in, maybe you get prompts, but it's work, it's being able to kind of write automatically and develop your intuition while doing it, is my guess. Okay. Workshop model. Yeah. Yeah, workshop. It's two hours on a Sunday afternoon, 20 bucks. That's cool. Um, and that's that's what I'm looking at doing. The ki- that and kind then, of thing. Yeah. And then I had a couple of like acoustic music events as well. So I guess it's kind of like thinking of it as like a creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, like a for community gathering. builder. Yeah. This is something that I feel like wow. is missing and uh, a lot of... We don't have spaces like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking the same it's thing. It's a real You're, estate issue. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. And it's spaces are defined as one thing or the other. Not, yeah, not just open. Not this... A variety of things that you're offering, right. yeah. which are needed. So you've got and this space, and you're like, how many different ways can we mm-hmm. use it? Mm-hmm. And you it know? feels like there's a couple things. One is I was really, really inspired when I was a young single mom, broke, miserable, and alone. You know, yeah. just like, oh, Marcy. it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I there was a bookstore. There is a bookstore in Connecticut called the Book Barn. There's a few different kind of iterations of it at this point. But I could always go to the book barn, and they always had free, for anyone that showed up, coffee, tea, um, cheese nips, donuts, like the white powdered ones, and Oreo cookies. Just for younger people, bookstores used to be a place of gathering. They had this, like... You didn't have to buy anything. Yeah. You could just browse. Go and browse and sit in the corner. Yeah. And And it was perfect. When I was young and broke, also, that's what I would do a lot. Mm -hmm. I had no money, and I knew I could go to a bookstore, not be hassled by anybody, look at stuff, even read a little bit. You know? uh, that was my joy in life when yeah. when bookstores were open. That yeah. I would yeah. go there and just spend hours and just it was like such a uh, it not even a guilty pleasure because it was just a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A pleasure. And like the my book barn, that's where I got a lot of my. It's a used bookstore. Those are the best. Um, and it's where I got a lot of my first books on tarot and uh, healing arts. Like they they just had this really eclectic mix of books and then like vegetarian cooking and you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, but knowing that I could just go and kind of plop my butt down and, you know, I could go buy a Dunkin' Donuts coffee if I needed to, but, you know, put a few bucks in the donation. Yeah. So that's kind of, that was my initial, like, urge. Like, when I think of, like, what excited me about it. Part of it was necessity, too. You know, I live in a really small apartment with my 20-year-old, 21-year-old son. We he was an artist as well. Artist, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
It's 300 usable square feet. That's very good because in my shitty town where I'm from, you can't get even that. Yeah. I don't know what it is about space. It's, People are really hoarding. Mm-hmm. And it's like they would rather have empty space. Yeah, they do. They would you rather know? have empty space. And the way that retail is changing, it's it's going to be a whole different landscape in New York. Like, there's going to be so much. I feel like there's so much empty space coming. And in a way, I'm, I'm a little excited because the old, the New York that I knew was based on you being able to do big things mm-hmm. in these these empty kind of derelict spaces. Yeah. Yep. So I hope that it will come back. But I come th- back I, around to that. I hope it does. I hope it does because we're losing retail mm-hmm. and what's going to be in those spaces. You know what is uh, that Warehouse Lord and Taylor that closed down? They went. They closed down their flagship store mm-hmm. on Fifth Avenue. Several floors of all Lord and Taylor. Um, Amazon is looking at it, not only, I think, for as their a warehouse, but as, like, a center where people can come and pick up their packages. And so what? you can't buy anything. And, and a lot of, and I'm like, sorry, I'm going <laughs> to schlep over to Lord & Taylor to pick up, you know, a pair of shoes that I ordered from Zappos? Yeah, I don't and, think and that's so. what, like, and Target and a couple of the other bigger stores are kind of doing the same yeah. thing, where they're having stores that you can't buy anything, but you can come and Just get your stuff. stuff. Okay, well, how come you can, can't deliver that stuff to my apartment? That's exactly... Really? That's exactly. On the, I'm going to be on the A train like a schmuck with like, you know. You but, ordered online, but you're picking it up. But I'm picking it up? No. Yeah. Unless there's something else to do when I get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But there should be. This is what I'm saying. Like, so when I go to pick up this thing, you know, the tarot the, card reader can be there. There could be a performance space there. A, you right. know, this place is, to get a coffee, but it's not going to be that. The idea <laughs> that all these spaces are changing in such a way that it's, it's going to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. The way that we live our lives, and we have to incorporate the spaces like you, what you have. It's are because doing. I mean, we have all always lived inside our own head in a certain way. You know what sure. I mean? But we really like our society is really moving towards. I that. don't like it because I was introduced to things like tarot uh, because there was a woman in our town who had a small shop. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. She was a witch. She was really cool. Um, my mom got to know her and other people got to, but it's like, you know, I'm a little girl, I'm walking by, I'm like, oh, what's that? Like some Mm -hmm. rocks, some crystals Mm -hmm. without that opportunity to just kind of casually see something. And she had a kind of space where you could go and hang out and she would let, you know, a 10 year old black girl randomly just come in and hang out in there. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had that introduction. So it's important. I'm imagining. Mm -hmm. Same thing with health food. So the rent ended up being the right rent. And then the best, this was my favorite moment. The landlord was like, we're, and that's the other thing is it was a space where I already knew the landlord and had a relationship and would be like an ideal rental renter for them. Great. And it prevented anybody else from, from renting, renting that space because who knows? Yeah. Yeah, what that would have been. Truly been knows. When I first moved in there, it was a dance studio. And I thought the, you said there was, there was oil or something. There was some sort of like, be, way before that. Okay. There was some sort of like oil company, mm. I think. Okay. But it was the, a dance studio? It was a dance studio. And like I remember sitting with my son, we had been for when I first moved in, the woman that was like their main office, and she was like, "You're not gonna stay. Nobody ever stays. It's too loud." And she didn't clearly know who she was dealing with yeah. because guess who is still there and who's not there <laughs> anymore? It's too loud. Her, yeah, because her she would crank the music up to eleven, 
Okay. And the the you know the walls are thin and yeah. She hadn't layer. she hadn't made it a stu- like she hadn't converted like put in the the, the oh, floor no, that no, masks no, sound no, or no, any no, that no, kind no. of stuff. They shouldn't okay. do any of the work. And I'll just never complain, forget right? yeah. sitting yeah. at dinner with Adrian. I might have talked about this before, but sitting at dinner with my son, and he looked at me, and he's like, "They've gotten pretty good." The the weekly <laughs> tap class <laughs> they were was going on, and yeah. we had like li- listened to them improve. You're like everyone's time step is together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Isn't that funny? How you can really the shuffleball change has come to yeah, you know. Just yeah. The the worst part was the um, like winter dance recital. Uh, rocking around. Oh, oh again, no. Are they still doing again. that? I did that. Yeah, I did I that too kid. in fourth yeah. grade, and there was one picture of the dance where I'm. Doing the dance and my ankle turned and there's and, and you they, have a picture they of that. Great <laughs> for the for the future. Yes, yeah, so that's all. Great. I'm like oh, yeah, I remember twisting my ankle. Okay, because when you know, I bump into the dealing with grocery the thing. store and they're like, "Oh, so you're into witchcraft?" Like, I'm not gonna be cool. I think with stuff like what What do you say to people when they say things like I that to you? How do take you handle a big, it? Deep breath. Do people say you're into witchcraft? People say stupid. I mean, to be clear, not, Marcy's not a witch. I mean, yeah. we can say yeah. that I'm a witch. I'm are completely you witch? fine with that. It really depends on how we okay. are defining it. Do I belong to a coven? No. Okay. Um, because I know some witches, and they're very like. Well, so it depends about it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the main thing. Is I'm not trying to jump into categorizing myself about anything in any way. You know what I mean? That's like, I something I know about you. you yeah, know, I haven't like jumped Jen, on the know. queer bandwagon. Yeah. I, like, and it's not that I. What I just like let's. Let's just let everybody be without yeah. putting some sort of restrictive mm-hmm. word on it. But I'm not averse to being called a witch. Like, if that's what someone wants to describe me as, sure. Like, do I work with magic? Absolutely. Of course. Um, do I pay attention to, you know, nature and the cycles of the moon? And, can, you know, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Um, I wouldn't think of you as, I don't think of you as a witch for some reason. Because I don't give a fuck about yeah. being a witch. Yeah. And, like, I mean, a there's lot a lot of, that goes into it. Yeah. yeah. And but it can become like like any uh, following. Mm-hmm. It can become very hierarchical. Yeah, and I'm not into that. Yeah. Like any sort of like systemic, like fruit salad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you can. Pins. Yeah. There's definitely different groups and covens yeah. and ideas and rules Basically, or, or you not. Know, or what you see is a lot of people kind of identify with something and then like their ego just jumps right into it and then they're like, I'm a this and I'm a that and that's just not my thing, um, in any fucking way. Um, it makes me mad, apparently. But, yeah. but also, yeah, just just knowing that I'm going... How do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> knowing that, like, one, as this grows, that I'm more likely to get into conversations that I did not invite while I'm mm-hmm. just trying to get my groceries or something, mm-hmm. um, that also, like, puts me on, like, pause a but little bit. I think sometimes, and you guys can weigh on this, um, when people start asking me about parts of my life that I think other people will find shady sometimes I think it's because they want to get into it Mm -hmm. like they're secretly like well see my thing is I'm not worried about people thinking it's shady like that doesn't bother me at all I don't care because that's I feel really good really fine really aligned really clear about who I am and what I do Mm -hmm. it's it's more somebody just coming to you with some BS. And, and just having an idea in their mind, and they're like, guess what, I'm going to interrupt your day and let and you know this. And project all over you. Yeah, yeah. And say something silly, and, like, you're supposed to know how I want you to respond. Marcy might be black people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know black people. So, 
if people are looking to find out information about the lily pad, mm-hmm. I just put it on so? my website. Okay. So metamarcy.com oh, I didn't see slash lilypad. All right, cool. Um, it's under the about section, and All that's right. going to be growing. Um, like I said, we're, we're putting together the um, like workshop and class schedule. Um, and, and, you know, if I love having artists. One of my favorite like projects of my life was when I ran an open mic. Um, that was great. And the, the nice thing about that is you don't get a lot of like misconceptions. Yes, those are about always open fun. Mics. I actually mm-hmm. miss open mics. And it was a, it was a music <laughs> mic. Oh, Lord. Um, and it was really, really fun. The, we had a rule. Um, our two rules were that you got two songs up to ten minutes um, and you had to have fun. But the other <laughs> oh, sort I like of like, that. must have fun. Yes. The other sort of unspoken rule was that it felt like Fight Club, you know, when he's like, if it's your first time, you have to fight. Yeah. You know like, if, and because of how I operate, I could usually t- like kind of spot the musicians in the room. Yeah. yeah. We had a house guitar, and I'd be like, you play? And then they would helplessly be like, yes. And then I'd be like, <laughs> all right, get up here. And that was really fun. We really encouraged a lot of collaboration, which I loved. Um, and it was all, we created a lot of community. Um, and my sort of bent with anything I do is how can we make, like, how can we help people grow? How can you, like, start wherever you are and then expand out beyond that? And there were so many cool stories of that happening. And that's, you kind of want to have that kind of situation again. Yeah, so I'm thinking about starting and having, like, a monthly music mic. Um, the place is so small that it will have to be acoustic. But I think that's doable, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I might get, like, a tiny... I'm, I don't know. I've got some ideas going because I would love, like, I love poetry. I love just people doing their thing and, like, scaring themselves a little bit. That's what's awesome about having space. Yeah. That was that you can you exactly. can provide that for a community. Yeah. Um, so we want to thank you very much yes. for coming in. Thank you today. so thank much, you. Marcy. Thanks this for the reading. Great. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.